Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. We are super, super excited to get you guys in for our first roundtable discussion. This is going to play out a little bit different. I've got all five of my guys who are currently helping out with this. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to name our top five just superhero movies. It doesn't have to be Marvel, doesn't have to be DC, it can be any superhero movie, but the rules are it has to be from the year 2000 to the year 2021. So, with that, we're going to start with our number five pick, and tonight I've got with me Scott, Will, Micah, and Chick, and we're going to go around in that order. So, I'm actually going to start tonight. Um, what we want is just the name of the movie, and then if you know the year, you can throw that out as well, uh, but I want to know why you think that movie deserves a top five pick, and why you put it in your order of number five with this round being number five. So, my number five pick is Ghost Rider. Um, I love Ghost Rider. I know I'm seeing some of these these faces like what? I know, absolutely. Love Nicholas Cage as much as the next guy, but I want to hear the logic behind this. I think that <laughs> Ghost Rider yeah. is a different kind of movie. I didn't watch Blade, so I'm I'm gonna say that first. I did not watch Blade, mm. and so like having kind of like a dark, nitty gritty kind of like Marvel movie, a very like. And I, I love Ghost Rider. I think Ghost Rider is a very cool concept. I loved Nicolas Cage, um, and I'm super, super excited to see uh, that uh, Kevin Feige wants him to come back as Ghost Rider, um, at least in some aspects. There are some rumors on that one. Um, now, I'm hoping it'll be kind of like a multiverse and like just a just a quick nod in a future Ghost Rider, either Disney Plus series or, or movie or whatnot. But I think that Ghost Rider was one of my favorites. I saw that movie probably five to ten times in the movie theaters i went to the dollar theater a lot to see that one um but i i like but mendez wasn't it there was part of that um <laughs> oh yeah i understand that being a junior high boy just like raging hormones i was like man yep. she's cute yep so do we just become best friends sorry I, i'm cutting you off keep absolutely. going jordan but uh ghost rider i think that ghost rider is a very different kind of superhero i liked the way that they handled his character his origin story was really really good I think that the villains were a little different, um, which throws some people off, but I loved that concept, and I liked the Ghost Rider movie. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Scott. Okay. Man, that's a hard act to follow. Um, I'm going to say my number five is Disney's The Incredibles. Ooh. That was my top one. Nice. Um, one of the reasons why I like that, because you really don't see a lot of, especially within film, I haven't really seen a lot of the superhero as a family unit so i thought those dynamics were very interesting between mr incredible elastigirl and their kids and kind of that whole dynamic being played out so that was probably one of the things i thought was fascinating um just to see that family dynamic played out and we really don't see a lot of that anymore the closest would have been on abc there's this show called no no ordinary family with mike chiklis that lasted for a season that looked I thought it was good, but no one else did, so it got canceled after one season. Wait, what, what about that superhero movie on Disney 
from the early 2000s. Sky High? I know you're talking about. I know, I know what you're no. talking about. It's not Sky High. No Sky High. Uh, who, why With is that not on my list? Family. <laughs> was, oh, I know what you're talking about. They're all... Uh, oh, and the youngest son doesn't have powers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> well, I don't know. But that's kind of... That, that's my thing for number five is The Incredibles. It's a good pick. All right, Will, you're up. Down to me. All right. I, we were talking before the podcast. I had at one point a list of 62 movies, and I there's a lot of factors into why I picked some of these. And me and Chick broke the rules. We have honorable mentions. I'm not going to mention my honorable mentions yet. Uh, we're going to announce those right before we announce our number ones. But I... It was, I had to get a Spider-Man movie in there. It was, it was between this and Spider-Man 2. And with that introduction, it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. Nice. It has just a brilliant voice cast. Nick Miller as Peter B. Parker. And then also Chris Pine getting to be Spider-Man. Uh, introducing a new generation to Miles Morales. Showing this untested property. And just even all the animation style. It looks like a, it looks like a comic at some t- points. It looks like an anime at some points. We got... Uh, Nick, of course, me and Jordan both have Nicolas Cage as our number five pick in here at some in some capacity. Uh, it's just John was, Mulaney's in that too. Oh, John Mulaney is indeed. This has yeah. everything. It's got John Mulaney. It's got Aunt May. It's got Catherine Hahn <laughs> with a fetish. Anyway, I'm uh, sorry. I'm probably gonna get bleeped out for that one. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but it just I'm it has not his actual name. What was that? <laughs> I love how you called the guy Nick Miller from New Girl and not actually the actor's name, which is great. Oh, yeah. It. Nick Miller, isn't it oh uh, Jacob God. Johnson? I'm, I'm cool Jacob with that, though. Yeah. J- Jacob no, Johnson. He's, he's, no, he's, he's Nick Miller. It's cool. He's Nick Miller. Nick Miller. He's a Stone Cold Thriller. But I, I could ramble on and on about this, but, like, it's a great origin story, a great jumping on point and just even testing those properties for Marvel and maybe even Sony down the road if, God forbid, like, that partnership ever breaks up. It's like, oh, hey, if... God forbid Spider-Man wants to go on its own. We have hundreds of Spider-Man we could do. It, it was great, and I guess we'll pass this off on to Micah. How much caffeine have you had today? <laughs> Not enough! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I tried to make my list in um, in order from earliest to, to present, and so I picked Spider-Man 2. Um, from 2004. Okay, let's so, get some representation here. <laughs> yeah, and and the reason I picked that, like, I remember being in high school and I just I fell in love with that trilogy of movies until Spider-Man Three. Uh, just the special effects, Doc Ock, and I can't wait to see what they do with him in No Way Home. So that's my number five. I am okay. just now realizing that being the last one on this is going to be hard because everyone's going to say theirs and if you guys steal some of mine you're going to get to it first and that's why you have honorable mentions said, well we have the crossover too like so you, we couldn't we say at some point like oh hey i had that at number two and then you guys both yeah. talk about it bounce anyways off each other. my number five is the exact same as yours mike my number five is spider-man 2 um it was between either spider-man 2 or spider-man 1 but the that original spider-man trilogy with toby mcguire um, was what got me to fall in love with superhero movies when I was... Yeah. Um, I don't know how old you are, Micah, but we're probably around the same age. When I was in junior high, middle school, those movies came out, and um, that's what got me to fall in love with superhero movies, and um, so that's why it's there for my number five, um, because 
those that's what started the the whole you know superhero movie craze was those spider-man movies and the x-men movies so yeah one of my, mm-hmm. one, of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in spider-man 2 and i was thinking about it as we were talking about it was uh the subway scene where he was on the metro when he's fighting dr octavius and then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. he uses his webs and he's kind of like hanging off for dear life and trying to stop the train right and, and, the then, the, and yeah. then the suit breaks and his ribs are showing and all that stuff and it's like right i just thought it was incredible for uh, the, even the pilot is going like so oh hey you got any other plans i got a few yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh when his mask is off and he's like you know unconscious the citizens are like well she's just a kid i'm like yeah and the, the little boys are like hey we, we found this for you it's awesome yeah. Yeah. I think even so much so that it got reverberated years and years and years later into Spider Man Homecoming that when the boat falls apart, like they basically reuse that entire scene for like yeah. on, on a on a grander scale. Like it was that much of a of an iconic moment that they had to reuse it in a in a form. And I think that's awesome. It just pays homage to it. So do you think we'll get a scene in uh, No Way Home where New York comes together? Because speaking of that, like New York hasn't really come together for Spider-Man since the Amazing movies. If I'm being honest here, that would be cool. I think I think if we yeah. get some yeah. some of those moments. So, all right. Well, that was yeah, those that was our number yeah. five round. So we're we're moving forward. <laughs> number four. All right. I'm throwing my one team movie. I don't like doing team movies when I was doing this because I started thinking about this. I'm like. These are like superhero outings. I don't want to add a team, but I just feel like it's not just worth an honorable mention. It is the mention. Marvel's The Avengers 2012. Um, I, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say Age of Ultron, and I was going to throw something through the computer screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's never going to be a set Yeah, get, right that, back. get that out of here. <laughs> um, so with Marvel's The Avengers, I think that that movie was so iconic for its time. It helped kind of create... Um, this different atmosphere when you when you look at superhero movies, I think that the Avengers just really encompassed what we were looking at, where we're going, what do we want to see moving forward. Um, Marvel movies were kind of hit and miss uh, until really uh, the MCU's formation. I mean, you had like the Fantastic Four was okay, and then the Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer was kind of garbage um and then you have like some x-men movies were kind of hit and miss um with audiences uh the spider-man films were pretty good but then by the time that you got to avengers like it really just kind of started to bring it together and say hey let's start bringing our best uh and moving forward um they still had a couple couple plunders but uh that movie itself i think is just solid gold and i would be okay if one day when i pass and i'm in heaven with god like we're just eternally repeating that movie like I, I I love that movie. It's it's a good one, um, but I, I remember to... the 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 summer when that came out. It was the same exact summer when the first Amazing Spider-Man came out, and it was huge. Like just both of those movies just completely rocking our world. It was it, it was, was kind of a great a summer. superhero summer. I went to yeah. the theater to see both of those several times. It was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I was pretty broke that year, and I would find money. I, I was like Charlie Bucket that year. Like, if I could find quarters, like I, uh, between like long periods of working at Hastings, good times there. Uh, I swear I would open, and then I would have like a long afternoon. I I went to go see Avengers and on my lunch break sometimes. It was insane. That's awesome. But uh, it, it's a it's a solid one. Absolutely. Good, good choice, I just, Jordan. I felt like it had to make my list. It's not not my number one, but it, it was up there. So. What about you, Scott? What's your what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Iron Man. Ooh, good pick. 
So that was my that was mine just because um, you know when you think about all the films, everything was coming in trilogies. You know, there's so many different Spider-Man movies, different Batman movies, and then having Iron Man was something different. Um, not only kind of the start of the whole MCU that we all know and and love, but even just the idea of having somebody who their superpower is just using their skills and their talents. And even though you can say like, well, Batman does that too with his skills and talents, but I feel like someone who can tinker with stuff, build something, and build a suit and be able to, you know, be able to fight bad guys. I thought that was something that I hadn't really seen before in a film from, you know, from the time I was born to now. So I thought that was something that was interesting, different. And then also it's almost was kind of like a resurgent of Robert Downey Jr.'s career um, yeah. from all his different kind of issues and problems that he's had. And then this was kind of almost like a rebirth or a resurrection of him. Good pick. Great pick. Great pick. Why, why didn't we have this guy on the podcast? This is our guy. This is our guy. Why wasn't he there? All right. This is going to be a controversial pick for number four, I think. Oh, I'm but so ready for it. It is Paddington. Uh, I mean, a bear that can eat that much marmalade and be kind in this dark world. You have to have superhuman strength at this point. And guys, I am just messing with you, though. I do think that is a great film. <laughs> Um, wow. And get, well, I know. I, I, uh, I, I was talking about this with somebody, and I, I said, I'm like, I have to say at least one of these picks. So, Paddington. Anyway, my real number four from 2017. Does anyone want to take a guess before I say it? 2017. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, that's a good guess. Uh, it's a comedy, uh, so you're close. But it, it is Lego Batman. Uh, I think... Phil Lord Ooh. and Chris Miller mm. just had such an instrumental part. Okay, Will Arnett, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Darkness, no parents. Well, with what little bit we got of him in the Lego movie, and now for him to have his own spinoff, like, yeah, you could say like, it's a Lego movie, but, like, it pays so much homage to the 80s Batman films, like, it's the silly rogues galleries, and just even tackles, like, the relationship between Batman and Joker. Like, you, we can say, like, there's some... Uh, there was when I was going through this list, many Batman movies, and I I know this and Spider Verse have been rewatched a lot in my day, and Will Arnett just bring when he's not bringing the funny, he's also bringing a little bit of seriousness in there. But uh, I was on the topic of Will Arnett, and not because we have the same initials or anything, not a big deal. But um, uh, it, it, there's just a lot of Batman, and I, I if you couldn't tell, I'm the bad boy and the the comedy boy of the podcast over here. Uh, I had. Comedy was instrumental in my picks, so it's it's number four there for me. I got you. What about you, Micah? Yeah. So probably going to be controversial. I'm probably going to get some heat for this. If you um, say Age of Ultron, I'm done. You know how I'm just giving you know him a hard I, time. If you pick Age of Ultron, you know how, Superman, you know how I go. feel about Age of Ultron. No, um, reason I picked this. Uh, well, I should probably say what it is first. Um, Man of Steel, 2013. Ooh, good pick. And and the reason I picked it is I'm a for the for the listeners that don't know this I'm a I'm a musician I'm a worship leader I've written film scores and and things like that so like Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite film score composers and he did yes. the Man of Steel mm -hmm. film score and it's one of yes. the best film scores in DC and Oof. Marvel. I, I do run so, to it. 
I do run yeah. to it. <laughs> so, yeah, Man of Steel, um, for like a new effort to, and one and my notes I wrote um, Man of Steel because it was really kind of the genesis of this run of DC, the DC universe. It really kicked off the DC universe. And so like the combination of that um, and the film score, that's my number four. That that uh, it slaps. piano part, Superman is still piano part with Hans Zimmer is oh, just so slaps. good. Just oh my just goodness! Oh. This movie, that movie, almost made it on my list too. I love Superman. Uh, Superman unfortunately did not make my list. Spoilers. And don't worry, and don't worry, uh, Will. I have a Batman movie. It's it's coming. Oh, you too. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess that's I three of five. Movie. That's three of five. Okay. Batman Returns. No. <laughs> That's 1992, not 2002. <laughs> All right, Chick. All right. Um, my number it would be funny if my number four was I Am Number Four, which is a decent movie, but or it's the a Fantastic movie, Four. Kind of. It's technically a superhero movie. My real number four. It is. I, I, would, is... I would give it to him. I would give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. Anyways, my number four is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um. Number think, four? What? Ooh, you think it should be higher? Oh my goodness. Oh um, so boy. Jordan, we're gonna, not, we're, we're gonna catch, catch these right hands. Catch it's these a, hands, hey, brother. Let, let me explain myself, Jordan. Alright, so it's, um, in my opinion, the best MCU movie out of all of them. Now, it's so low on my list because it's not my favorite. I have another MCU movie that's my absolute favorite MCU movie, and that's why... It, Age of Ultron. Winter Soldier's number four. But, yeah, it's the best It's the best MCU movie. Um, it's everything the MCU is about. And it set up so many different stuff. It set up... It got Bucky back into the MCU. It got Falcon to the MCU. Um, and um, it's just such a great movie, such a great plot. And, yeah, Hail Hydra. Anyways. Uh, Does anyone uh, want to get out uh, before I beat him up for that? After oh this, oh my god! Does anyone else got anything to say? That was I'm kidding. I'm, that I'm that kidding, one chick. that was Love somewhat you, rough. Just hearing that that hurts my heart. Okay, uh, well, so Jordan, I'm gonna hurt your heart worse. Oh boy! Winter Soldier did not make my list. I love that movie, but it did not make my list. What? Okay, we're we gotta keep moving. Oh my gosh, I'm I hurt. <laughs> okay, um, because I literally. Well, you know we know what number you have it at, so like it. it really well, honestly, matter. okay. So, so to all of our fans out there, this was the running joke this week. Micah would text me, and he's like, "So is Winter Soldier your entire list, like all one through five? And I would just keep telling him yes, um, because in reality, it pretty much is my list. It's it's my favorite. Um, and we'll we'll get down to that later. Um, wouldn't it be a shocker if I didn't have it on my list? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, or okay. if you forgot. <laughs> Okay, uh, number three, we are on, on track number three. Uh, number three for me, I have the 2021 Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, mm. I thought that movie was just a breath of fresh air. Uh, we had we'd gotten down. Yeah, I thanks, Micah, uh, for the visual joke here. He threw up all ten fingers because I had my hands up, and he's like, ooh, counting ten, like, because ten rings, get it? Um but uh, and then, and then Will's down there with jazz hands. Um, I think that Shang-Chi, I think one of the, the greatest things about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is it's just this great breath of fresh air when you get done with, how, I mean, how many movies did we get to Endgame? It was, what, 22 in the series? Um, 
and you've got all these movies and you're you just keep building and building and building and the superheroes are finally like basically everybody's sh- hopping into each other's movies and like we were talking about earlier this summer we would love to see where everybody kind of goes back and does their own thing like it's it's more solo stuff where you're not having all these characters come back and forth and really you only saw Wong and Abomination for a quick hot second and then some after post credit scene stuff um but i think that this movie uh, it was a breath of fresh air. It brought some new new dynamics, and I loved for for not being a martial arts guy um, who's seen all these these uh, Asian martial arts flicks and things like that. I think that this movie captured a lot of really cool stuff, and I loved the bus scene uh, as uh, as we recorded with the TikTok for our first uh, question on TikTok. Um, we asked, you know, what's your favorite fight scene, and mine's the bus scene. So that uh, that one lands in at number three for me. What about you, Scott? All right, so number three for me is going to have to be The Dark Knight. Um, that one, from the beginning of the film, from the opening scene to the conclusion, was just a banger all the way out. Uh, great moments, great scenes, and even the casting of this movie was superb. Even even replacing Katie Holmes with Maggie Gyllenhaal, it didn't seem like that was too much of a distraction. It seemed like it just flowed very good. Um, I mean, the only scene that I hate in that movie is when the Joker sees Harvey Dent in the hospital. Like, come on, you don't know that's the Joker behind the nurse's mask? Like, then the way Hagart reacts is just ridiculous. But for the most part, it's I think pretty uh, loopy on pain meds. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, but that whole movie, I mean, even though Batman Begins kind of helped get like a new Batman resurgence after uh, Batman and Robin's failure, um, it kind of did a great job of just doing everything within that film. So that's my number three. That's a good pick. All right, there. It all falls on me now. All right. So far, I haven't had much MCU res- representation on my list. And just some more of my thought process. On- on this, I, I gotta think about how I felt in theaters, how many times I've rewatched these, how these movies make me feel on rewatches and just even in those moments. And it should be no surprise, it is an MCU movie over here at number three from 2019. It's Avengers Endgame. Uh, there's four Avengers movies. The first one, iconic. I was this close to putting it on there. Age of Ultron. I, I I am one of the few people who enjoy it in this world. I know there's some slower bits, and I get why ever, I get everybody's criticism, but then I also raise an eyebrow at some of that. Infinity War, there are some iconic, great moments there, but that is Thanos' movie, and I couldn't in good conscience put that here, and even with that ending. Like, yeah, we had some cool like tag team fights and kept after the train. Great stuff there, but uh, it, it's in-game. I mean, when he, Cap got Thor's hammer all the combo moves it, and just so many payoffs. Like, I mean, even Tony doing the, I am Iron Man at the end saying the first lines that kicked these things off being his last uh, cap, get finally getting that dance Thor finding his worthiness again too. like the main, it, it's the main six coming from that. Like so much emotional payoff from 2012 to 2019 and just how far they've come and how much f- further and bigger this universe has still gotten after that. I mean, we're only a few shows and movies in, and it's already multiversal over here. It's insane. So it's Avengers Endgame. I just, I, I've watched it probably the most out of all of, and I, I was trying to not have recency bias here, but it's Endgame. 
That's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> All right, Micah. Dazzle me with your number three. Dazzle me. Dazzle you. Dazzle. I, I mean, I do have I do have a little bit of dazzle with this pick. Um, to be honest, I, I texted the guys Twilight. throughout the week. Yes, that's it. <laughs> um, no, Age of Ultron. No, that's not it. Um, Get that out of here. <laughs> you, There's no strings it, on me. You brought it up again. No, um, I had a, I texted the guys earlier this week, and we decided we were going to do this episode, and I just could not for the life of me pick a number three. And then um, I actually just typed it up on my notes right before we started recording. And uh, my number three is from 2016, and it's Doctor Strange. Ooh, mm. good pick. And the mm. reason I and the reason I picked that is because it it was you talk about was you know Shang Chi, the movie being different um, and a breath of fresh air. I think they did that with Doctor Strange when it was introduced, and it was something completely different. We didn't know what to expect, and like as we were talking a little bit earlier with the Spider Man trilogy um, with Tobey Maguire in it. Something that I really look forward to when I was in high school was the the special effects and stuff that they were using um, as far as like, you know, Tobey Maguire flying from building to building. And um, they really went overboard. Not, I don't I don't think overboard is a good term for it, but like, help me out, guys, with like the just the special effects and the CGI mm-hmm. and all the different things that they did with this movie. Like you really didn't know what to, to expect. And then like even the story um, that, you know, he was this, this really successful surgeon and doctor and, you know, that got all wrecked. And then he had to like become a, you know, he had to basically start from the ground up and start over again. So like, I thought it was a good redemption story. And like, if you guys haven't listened to the what if episode, like, you know, Will and I go into it a little bit about Doctor Strange and the whole story of his his romance and like how they kind of summed it up in three minutes on What If versus the two hours plus of the first Doctor Strange movie. But it's I think Doctor Strange, it is. I, I would yeah. agree with that 100. 100%. Um, I would say that uh, this Doctor Strange and like I cannot wait to see what they do with the Multiverse of Madness. I just mm-hmm. I cannot. You know, I've been looking forward to that movie more than anything. Uh, that's coming down the pike. I know you guys are really looking forward to No Way Home, but like, I've been just geeked out about what they're going to do with Loki and Wanda and you know Doctor Strange himself. And so, yeah, I picked Doctor Strange um, from 2016 as my number three. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I'm looking forward to the to uh, the next Doctor Strange film. Yeah, did it's that one get pushed fun. back too? Uh, yeah, got it got pushed back, back to back. I know they. I know the majority of them got pushed back, and I read something the other day where he. I guess they're shooting some stuff again or they're re filming or editing something. I don't know what they're doing. But I've read some Sam Raimi as well. Chef's kiss. Yep. All right, chick. Number three. You guys can hear me, right? I had to switch from my laptop to my to my phone. We're all good? Yep. Yeah, we're good. Which number three? Okay. Cool. Um so I'm happy no one has taken this yet and this is um this is a late development in my life. Uh when it came out I wasn't a fan of it, but the past few years, this um, has grown to be one of my favorite, like, all-time superhero movies, um, especially after um, Doomsday Clock came out um, with re- with uh, Rebirth, and that is Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie from, like, 2009 or 8 or whenever that was. 
That's a and, great pick. Yeah. And I know, you know, you got, you know, glowing blue genitalia in that movie, but whatever. I love the original Alan Moore story. Um, I love uh, Zack Snyder's adaptation, even though it goes off of the source material a little bit, but I love how he did it. Um, and so, um, yeah, man. Uh, and all, also one of the one of the biggest reasons why I love this movie so much is that opening scene with the Bob Dylan song and the montage with the history of the Minutemen to Watchmen to everything um, is probably my favorite opening scene to a superhero movie ever. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. And um, yeah, dude, Watchmen, I'm all about Watchmen. That's been a long time since I saw that. And that was like, I remember seeing that in the theaters and that was like, mm-hmm. man, this is so different. But like, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I remember like being all hyped reading like, oh my God, this is so cool. But yes, that intro alone is pretty solid. And just, Ooh, yeah. And, 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 and I'm a big Night Owl fan from that universe as well. So, yeah. Oh, good also, uh, yeah. Also, um, I mean, I mean, the reason I love it so much now is because um, I love the Snyderverse and, I just love Zack Snyder so much. So um, I, I love that too. And then it also has a lot of uh, characters that or actors that will be used later in in other DC movies. Like, you know, Patrick Wilson, as you said about Night Owl, he's, he's um, Ocean Master in the Aquaman movie. Then we got uh, the goat himself, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's Thomas Wayne in VVS. Um, so yeah, do I love Watchmen so much? That is fair. All mm-hmm. right down to number two with number two my pick it was picked just a few minutes ago on round three but is the dark hey devoltron no get that out of here it's not even i'm not even giving it an honorable mention okay no so straight up number two is batman's the dark knight um i think that nice. just genuinely i believe that uh the joker you couldn't have had a better representation of the Joker. We've never seen anything yeah. like it. R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Absolutely. And I, I don't think that we're going to see anything like it ever again um, because of the toll that it took. Um, I know that the plan was at one point to bring him back um, as a side character in future movies, and they just they just decided um, not to even go that route because of, of Heath Ledger's death, um, which I, I think is smart. But uh, that movie, it just... I mean, we saw some really dark themes in that movie, uh, not just from some of the, the filmography side of seeing like like a darker like film where everything is filmed in the dark. But just I mean, when you're seeing like, hey, I'm literally like on the on the teetering point of do I kill? Do I not? And like having that those mental spots where you're just like breaking down on the inside. And you're like, wait, time out. <laughs> this is like a psychology movie. This is something that that really gets into me. And I remember that came out. That's 2008. So I was going yep. into eighth grade that fall. And so I was a junior higher uh, watching this. And I, I mean, I remember loving this film. And even today, like every now and then I just throw on just that movie like it's it fits great in a trilogy, but man, it just stands by itself as just a solo film. Like if that was the only Batman film we ever got, like that's okay by me because that it just it was so well done. Um, I mean, your cast alone. Like I didn't know Christian Bale prior to, but I knew of Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman and those guys. They just they they worked really well together. And like you said, and I couldn't even tell you which actresses were who. Um, but they had switched actresses. Uh, for 
for his love interest for that little bit. Um, and then, and then we eventually bring in, yeah. Um, eventually they bring in, uh, the Selena Kyle with Anne Hathaway playing her, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't really think they even needed any of that. Like for the love story, I truly think that like the action sequence, the, the, like the two sides of the coin, which I love that, that side, that was really cool too. And I started thinking about this as I was going, uh, looking at this. I think the reason they used Two-Face and killed him off so quick was because his story didn't matter. His story was, I've got two coin, or I've got a coin with two sides, and who are the two sides of the movie? Batman and the Joker. And so, like, he just kind of helps bring that that aspect of, like, flipping that coin of which side. And then as we, the audience, we're like, well, we love Batman, but, oh, man, we actually really like the Joker, too. And how many, how many, how many Halloweens after did people dress up as Heath Ledger's Joker? I mean... It even They're still, still doing it. Yeah. Still people, doing like, it. Yeah. Like that movie came out in 2008. Like this is 13 yeah. years later and people are still dressing up as that Joker. And that is still one of those like highly loved characters. And I'm like, no one's ever going to be beating that guy. And no one is ever going to keep up with, with what that movie stand brought. Stand a chance, dude. No yeah, matter what, the, even if he was more subdued, he didn't, he just he didn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so. It just, it was one of those, it, that movie alone, I think deserves number two. So Scott, what about you? All right, well, who knows? This might be controversial, but... If you say Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron! Age of Ultron! (laughs) So, my my number two is Dread. Ooh! Ooh! Call Urban, my boy! I'm happy with that one. That's a good pick. I love me some Call Urban. Shout out to the boys. Let's go. Yeah, so that movie... Because I remember seeing the original Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone... And realized that was the shortest, longest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, it's so bad. It's only 86 minutes oh. long, but it's like, takes. it's just so bad. And I remember seeing this, I'm like, okay, let me go give it another shot. And man, just the visuals alone were just mind-boggling. I didn't even see it in 3D, and it made me want to watch it again in 3D. That's how great the film was, but just the story... The way Carl Orban uh, depicts the judge, uh, Dread, it's, it's it's fantastic. Like, and it's one of those films where I'm like, man, if if a lot of people would have saw this movie and realized how great it was, they definitely would have moved on with the sequel. Even though there's always rumors about it, and Carl Urban said he'd do it, he'd do a sequel. But yeah, that film, I just thought that everything about that film was just that like sleeper hit for me. I'm going to bounce off that real quick. So uh, there was a rumor at one time that there was going to be a Batman movie set in Arkham and they were going to take the whole aspect of dread where he's locked in a building and has to like do this Mm -hmm. whole like work through the building and they were going to do a Batman movie the same style. And I'm like, oh, man, I would have been all over that movie because that just it was a different take. And I loved that even further, even further. There was a Green Arrow movie they've been talking about since the 90s called Supermax, where he gets team where he gets trapped in a prison with like Lex Luthor and all the legions uh, of doom people very similar to that. And that concept we didn't know about it at the time. And I, I I think it took a while before it came over here. But there's a movie called The Raid. That's like, a, I think, Korean or Japanese martial mm-hmm. arts movie. It was the same, which is almost the exact same premise. Uh, I don't even care that Dread stole Dread had its own spin on it. But, oh, my goodness. Like, I watched both. I'm like, they're both great. Who cares? It's so, just, I think yeah. Dread, Dread is a solid number two pick. Good job. I, lo- I like that one. Yeah, great pick. 
All right, so I'm just going to piggyback on that a little bit. Dread is awesome. Uh, Carl Urban's very underrated. Um, and I saw that there's, we had special Dread 3D glasses. Uh, but uh, I just, cool. I'm just, it, it's, it was solid. And so the, I will tell you, the 3D visuals, I, I had no expectations because of, so this is the loan. I am the law, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I was very pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like going down, this list we're all going to talk about why this movie means a lot to us um if you haven't guessed already my number two is the dark knight from 2008 nice uh yeah uh jordan you were in a transition period going from middle school to high school i or going into middle eighth grade whatever uh, i had just graduated uh and i'm not gonna get uh, too personal too emotional about this but my dad loves superhero movies and this was the summer he died he got Aww. me yeah uh, and uh, he, he, sh- him and my mom went to go see Batman Begins, but I heard that title and I was a edgy teenager and going like, that's stupid. But then when it came to DVD and all that, I, I watched it with him. I'm like, I'm a stupid idiot. I, I should have saw this with you guys. Uh, but literally opening weekend, like as like a little sl- sl- slight tribute slash just to distract myself that summer, I saw it every day. When I got it on DVD, I memorized those into commentary. I was obsessed, to say the least. And just on Heath Ledger's performance alone, uh, that's a reference from a podcast because uh, they were joking uh, about it. But Heath Ledger is iconic. Like, I, I think the only other Joker that comes close is Mark Hamill. And that's, I mean, a whole different medium. But yeah. it, 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 it's like, ask me on the day, like, it's either Mark Hamill or Heath Ledger, unless someone blows them both out of the water. But it, I think that's, I think we're a ways away from that happening. Uh, Roberto? What was that? <laughs> I, okay, I don't, I don't know what, what was being said there. Uh, but uh, Aaron Eckhart, too. I, I, I know we brought him up briefly, but Aaron Eckhart, like, he was just kind yeah. of getting back in the swing of things. I think he had done a few rom-coms and just seeing the good white knight, Harvey Dent, being brought down. Like, it was almost, I thought, almost a beat for beat, like the animated series episodes, uh, minus the split personality stuff that they had before. Uh, and Rachel Doss, iconic. Michael Caine with all the stories. Like, he, 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 we had rubies the size of Tangerine. Just <laughs> being there. Uh, I, I mean, it was draining. Like, I, 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 every time I watched it, and every time I still watch it, like, I can't not turn it off. Like, if, uh, sometimes unless, unless I'm really busy, I'm like, all right, I gotta pull myself away. This movie's really good, but I, I've seen it how many times? Like, I, I, I've held my bladder to, <laughs> and hurt myself almost in quotes, joking, uh, to to keep watching. I'm like, he's almost there. Like, oh my god, are, like, are the boats gonna blow up this time? Or like, oh my god, this heist is so iconic. It just there's so many great moments in this, and. There was literally so much Batman in, on the list, and I, I know I've been talking for a lot, but Jordan said we were going to bring up honorable mentions before number one, so I'm going to bring up my two honorable no, mentions. No, 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 that no, 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 not yet, not yet. We're, no, we're going to hit honorable yet. mentions in a bit. <laughs> so, so did we all get honorable mentions minus uh, Micah then? Well, just hang on. Just hang on. I'll explain it. Oh, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. Uh, I, I misunderstood, but <laughs> I, I will stop it there, and then I'll pass it off to Micah. <laughs> Micah, you may you may have to watch yourself. He's he's gunning for your position as number two here. <laughs> it's I think it's kind of um, funny, but not funny. Um, but my number two is also The Dark Knight from two thousand eight. Nice. Ooh. And 
I think it's interesting hearing um, Jordan and Will's take on it. But like for me, um, I was in college when this came out, and I remember again uh, Hans Zimmer did the film score for this. And oh yes, that first, that first, uh, that D. The, the note D on the cello as soon as the movie starts, as soon as the bank robbery is going to happen. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yep, yep. sold. Two. Sold on this um, this film score already. So that's another great film score. Um, and he's made like, two Batman themes in so many years. I'm sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. Yes, incredible. Go ahead, Micah. <laughs> yeah, he also did, you know, he helped do Batman versus Superman. He also and did Dune. Pirates of the Caribbean. Dune, he also did... The Lion King, he also did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on. Yeah, Hans um, Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hans Zimmer, Alan Silvestri, John Williams, just I all day. Give me that all day. Anyway, The Dark Knight, 2008, I just, I don't think um, to what Jordan and Wilbo said, like, that will never be done again. The Joker will never be outdone. Um, Heath Ledger's performance was outstanding. And, like, funny side story, I remember... To this day, that movie, I spent more money on movie tickets going to see that movie that summer that's than the any one. other movie. I that's, think I that's saw your that movie one, isn't in the it? theater. Do what? That's your, that's your one movie. Like I, I started talking about this a few podcasts ago um, where it's like that one movie that kind of like eats up all your money that you go and see a bunch of times. Yeah. Like I saw Avengers like 12 times in the movie theater. Um, this is the one that, that got you, didn't it? I mean, I just thought it was great. I remember like came out similar to what Will was saying. I got it. And I remember like being sick that year with the flu and like I got the DVD and I just was, I stayed up on my watching it over and over and over again. Cause I just loved it. And I just thought that, you know, everything from, you know, the different scenes with the Joker, the different interactions with Harvey Dent, the different action, different interactions with like the mob and how they, you know, they all, they integrated it all together. And like, you know, just how it all ties together and um, how the Joker even manipulated the fact of like, you know, all you guys care about is money. And like, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't care about anything. Like he just it's killed money. He, it's about he sending a, a message. Yep. Yeah, it's not about money. Right? <laughs> and so like, I could just go on and on and on about touting Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, honestly, like, I love the Christian Bale trilogy, the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Like I thought the Christian Bale did a great job as Batman. And like, I don't know, like we could do a podcast separately on like the different Batmans and who we think the best Batman is. Oh man. Or if we think it's, you know, whatever. And I, and I texted, I texted Jordan last week and just for the heck of it, I was sitting at work and I threw on um, Batman forever and Batman and Robin just because I haven't seen them in a hundred years. And so like those movies are good alone like they're cheesy but they're good but like again christian bale like i thought he did an outstanding job as batman and um yeah so that was my number two say and, something and, uh, all of us that have said dark knight we have not also talked about gary oldman as well uh, the, the, yeah. the cast, oh, yeah. him and and then yeah. uh, probably our first great interpretation of lucius fox like hmm you, well like, well, a like, sub, like a submarine mr wayne like a submarine well uh something i was going to say that Will and uh, Jordan both mentioned as far as like, you know, that cast was stacked. Like Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman and mm-hmm. um, Michael Caine. You know, Michael yeah, Kane. like. Well, what I was going to say though, too, to that, like, is that you got guys like Christian Bale and you got Heath Ledger and Aaron Eckhart. 
but like Cillian Murphy. Let me finish my point. Hang on. I have Sorry, a point good, that good. I'm trying to get to. I know. I know. Go. <laughs> so if you have people like Aaron Eckhart, and you have people like Christian Bale, who are like some of the main characters in this movie, you have Morgan Freeman and um, Alfred, who was Alfred, Michael Kane. Kane. Thank you. Michael Kane. Mm-hmm. And like those guys are like megastar, you know, actors, right? And they were not selfish one bit in these movies. And they were great at their roles in supporting what Batman was supposed to be. And th- the same thing with the Joker. So, like, I just thought it was just amazing how they supported each other and the, the story that was told. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I think that you nailed it right there. Is no one, no one purposely could have been selfish stole, and they yeah, weren't. Yeah, no one purposely stole the spotlight. It wasn't one of those situations. It was very well, let's build an amazing movie here. Just naming off the names from the movie right now, but they didn't. They didn't. They weren't just taking the spotlight. Even even Silly Murphy just showing up briefly as Scarecrow. He could have easily just. Oh no one's <laughs> no one's humoring me right now. I'll shut up. All right. I'm nowhere to occupy. I'm nowhere to occupy. But Michael Ma- Michael J. White's in it too. That too. Yeah. And who Little bronze, bronze tigers, tigers in there. there yep. It's weird to me. Where are the drugs? All right. Now isn't it uh, Chick's turn now? Uh, uh, We've done our presentations. What's your number two? Yeah, my number two is is my favorite MCU movie of all time. Not Age of Ultron. I'm going to preempt a strike on that. It's not Age of Ultron. Anyways, it is um, the uh, first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's my number two. Solid pick. I remember. Remember, it's not my my opinion. Not the best MCU movie of all time, which is. Like I said earlier, is Winter Soldier, but it's my favorite uh, MCU movie ever. Um, just because I, um, I don't think we had seen a superhero movie done like that ever before, and what James Gunn created and um, the way he did everything in that movie um, is was just so unprecedented. Because superhero movies before that were either very gritty and serious or. Um, very like elevated and almost fantasy like and uh the way james gunn brought um that like that movie down to earth even though it's all out in space but down to earth with uh relatable characters and lots of comedy which leaned on chris pratt for all of that which you know freaking genius um and a whole score of 80s pop music like oh my goodness nothing has ever had ever been done like that before uh with a superhero movie and he created it and it was a home run it was a grand slam um and i loved everything about it um the only experience i had with chris pratt before then was parks and rec which is you know awesome andy dwyer is the best um but that was like chris pratt's uh like ascension to megastardom Right. Um, and I remember um, when footage was being released of Guardians of the Galaxy before, you know, the movie came out and you had that one scene where he's in the prison getting washed and he shows shows off his body. And everyone was like comparing his fat Andy Dwyer body to that. And like, oh, my goodness, if Chris Pratt can do it. then so can you. So go get ripped. Right. And um, all of Chris Pratt's amazingness in the movie and the music and just everything was so great. And I remember very specifically um, that summer, uh, 2014, when it came out, 
um, was such a great summer for movies. Because I remember earlier in the summer, um, the uh, second How to Train Your Dragon um, movie came out. Dude, and I was like, oh my goodness. You wrecked me. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Uh, and I was like, wow, that that's probably the best movie I've seen this year. And then later in the summer, Gardens of the Galaxy came out. Like, nope, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. I love this movie. And I saw it multiple times in the theater. And um, yeah, dude, I just love that movie so much. All right. Well, we're going to move past round two into honorable mentions. The way that this is going to work is you're just going to run off your list. There is no reason why. You're just going to run down the list. Um, if you have no list, just say pass. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Spider-Man 2002, Amazing Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, 2004, not the 15, because that one was garbage. How many do we get? Ant-Man, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Flashpoint, Justice League War, The Long Halloween. You were getting after me. You were getting after me and our our host over here. (laughs) G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, and Skyfall. I'm claiming James Bond is a superhero. I'm just calling it. Dang, That's dude. That's We're talking about No Time to Die then at one point, right? I've not seen it but yet, so. All right, Scott. It's so good, Jordan. All right, well, my only one honorable mention was the one I debated putting it first place, and I figured it wasn't a superhero movie, so I shouldn't put it, but it was going to be Birdman. Nice, yes. Michael Keaton. Good job. Calling it nice. That's a good one. All right, over to me. Uh, I mean, I so wanted to put a James Gunn movie in there, but I, I couldn't. Uh, but it probably it would have been one of the Guardians or the Suicide Squad. My two honorable mentions, even though you said not a sentence, uh, it's very brief though. It's just because these are really great adaptations, and if no one knew about these characters, these would be great things to show. Similar to the graphic novels they're based on, but it's All Star Superman. And then Batman: mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, I wanted to put a Superman movie on here so bad, but. Um, I, I honestly, besides the live action, none of the live action ones have done it for me. And The Dark Knight Returns is a solid epic uh, out of the two that came out. Anyway, see, I made it brief. <laughs> Micah. <laughs> wow, I didn't know Jordan was going to list off every movie between now and 2000. There were 62 um, of them. <laughs> yeah. I hit at least <laughs> half. Yeah. Um, oh, is that, is that a dig at me? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It was... No, uh, I didn't really have any honorable mentions, but I, I picked up two um, since we started talking. I would probably pick the original Batman from the 80s, and I would pick Thor Ragnarok. Mm. That's fair. Two of my favorite movies that I could, again, I could just throw in at any time and watch. Cool. All right. Um, so... Uh, my honorable mentions are the animated adaptation of Dark Knight Returns. Um, I put it in the honorable mentions because if it, if I counted animated movies into my original list, it would probably up in number one and two, and I wouldn't be able to decide because I love the animated movies. So DKR, um, the uh, Walking Phoenix Joker movie, um, the first Avengers movie, um, The Suicide Squad, and uh, Christian Bale, Dark Knight. Those are mine. I love how you said the Suicide Squad. I had to make sure I said it too in my honorable mentions because the the original one, just Suicide Squad, that was not good. That was terrible. All right. Also, I'm from Columbus, so I like saying the in front of things, you know, like, via House <laughs> University. So I'm kind of, I'm like, 
conditioned, socially conditioned to say V in front of stuff that have the in front of it. I'm sorry. All right. So this this is why I'm going to say that my honorable mention list was as long as it was. I feel that those were movies that could have made top fives that didn't, whether they made it into the fifth, but I felt that they needed to be at least nominated because, as Will was saying, there are 60-some, and they needed at least a little bit of love. All right, down to yeah. our number ones. Oh, boy, this is going to be a lot. Jordan, of I have no idea who, who your number one is. Well, <laughs> it's Avengers Age of Ultron. No, I'm just kidding. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Oh. I'm, I'm honestly surprised before you say I'm surprised Green Lantern First Flight wasn't even like uh, a serious uh, did you say mm. it, honorable mansion I did not say that one in the honorable mention but that's because it's honestly it's... a better movie than the live action but can, go oh, ahead absolutely. do number one I'm yeah, sorry alright my number one shocker here Captain America the Winter Soldier Listen, my guys all know, and if all of you out there, if you've never heard any of our episodes, uh, I often talk about this one. This is my absolute favorite movie. This is kind of uh, my Ted Mosby Star Wars. I'll watch this when I'm healthy, when I'm sick, mm. when I'm tired, when I'm hangry, all of it. Um, I love this movie. It's one of those few movies that caught me off guard so much the first time I watched it, just with some of the, the takes that they had taken, and I hadn't done enough research at that time. Um, and then a few months later, I went and I bought the comic book, The Winter Soldier, and it parallels just so well. It feels like a comic book movie, but it's not just a comic book turned into a movie like Infinity War pretty much is. Like, I mean, that that is a beautiful movie. Um, but when you look at this movie, it was done more spy thriller-like where it kind of gave some James Bond feels. Um, the suits, they were great. Some of the one-liners were awesome. Uh, just the the inclusion of, hey, Hydra's here, but we've got some characters from Iron Man uh, 2 who came back. We're now including Sam Wilson. And just everything about it. Um, it just it was an aesthetically pleasing movie, and it was a very dark, nitty-gritty to the... Like, there weren't really a lot of jokes in this movie, and it was done very, very well, in my opinion. So, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, hands down, my favorite movie of all time, my number one pick. All right, so uh, I'm going to have to preempt this one a little bit because I'm a big, like, art. I love watching, I love studying film. So a lot of times I like art house films and everything else. Um, so I know me saying superheroes at art house would give uh, Martin Scorsese a heart attack. Um, but I think someone got that reference. Um, yeah. So my number one is this. It's a Canadian film. It's called The Defendor. Anybody seen The Defendor? Woody Harrelson, right? No. Woody Harrelson, yes. Oh my yeah. goodness, Will. Yep. Woody I, Harrelson I, I, and Kat Dennings is in it too. Bunch yeah, so. of nerds in here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> mm. well, the podcast is called Nerd Talk with Jordan Hall. So <laughs> Absolutely. Nerds, you guys right? are talking nerdy too. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like, but what I like about that film because it's not like anything grits or glammy. Um, but Woody Harrelson does a great job. But I love the psychology of it because it's basically this guy who's a construction worker who at night is kind of a superhero or he, he believes he's a superhero and he talks to his therapist and then he has these flashback moments so you kind of know more about his upbringing, why he kind of believes he's a superhero. And it's so fascinating and it's such a well-put-together movie and it's very, you know, anytime when something gets very psychological or 
a story that's something different. I'm usually fascinated by it. So if you haven't checked out The Defender, I believe it's on, you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. So go ahead and there's my plug. Okay. It's interesting because uh, I remember seeing a preview for it because I was watch- I watched everything, so I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, he d- doesn't he have like a jar, a wasp, and he like throws it at somebody. He's after capitalism. unusual weapons. Yeah, a very unusual weapons. But there's another movie just like that. Uh, since we were talking about James Gunn a little bit ago, called Super with Rain Wilson and Elliot Page. Oh uh, yeah, that's another good one. Uh, it's not it's not mm-hmm. my number one, but uh, while we were on that topic, uh, and also just to get me warmed up before I tell say my number one. All right, guys, we've been joking about it the whole podcast. I think it goes without saying that my number one is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Just kidding. Again, over here, it is a Captain America movie, but not not the easy choice like Winter Soldier. Not, I'm just kidding, Jordan. Winter Soldier is iconic. I love it. But You just called my choice think... easy. I'm not a fan of that. A little bit. It's a little bit. It's a great movie. It's pretty, a great movie. It's pretty but, uh, easy pick, yeah. but we would not have that movie if it was not for Captain America, the first Avenger. That's fair. Uh, I'll nice. I'll uh, I mean, we hadn't had a pulpy hero or like something more adventurous like Indiana Jones or the Rocketeer in a long time. And they, speaking of Rocketeer, we got nice. Joe Johnston to be the director of this one, who essentially did Rocketeer again. I haven't seen it in such a long time, but it's essentially the same movie. Like, uh, unsung. Uh, someone wants to become a hero, then the they get some hero. It gets thrust upon them. Rocket Pack, Super Soldier Serum. Good, they're a good person. Nazis in World War II. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were doing there, uh, and it was just so powerful. I just when the MCU came out it with Iron Man, I was just kind of like, I'm still DC. Smallville is the best. Like, I can't wait till DC gets their act together to do this. And my friends were, were always trying to tell me, like, dude, you would like Cap. You would like Cap. You would like Cap. And I'm like, shut up. It looks stupid. Yo, he punches Nazis, but how's that relevant in 2005? And luckily, and stupidly, I did not know they were doing the Winter Soldier and Ed Brubaker run. And they were going to pull a lot from that and Ultimates in this story. And just, I watched that movie and... Similar to how you meet, like, that girl of your dreams, this is how uh, I fell in love with the character. And, I mean, you guys know, I dress up as Cap. I have Cap paraphernalia all, your, all over. Your character cosplay is pretty great, dude. I, I, I'm essentially Captain America <laughs> if he was still allowed to eat carbs. And everybody's laughing because I've compared <laughs> falling for Captain America, uh, falling for a first love. But, like, Chris Evans... I mean, he almost didn't want to do the role. Like, there's a world where we have John Krasinski or someone else in that role, and maybe they don't do as well. But, like, Chris Evans, like, sold me. I was just like, ah, because, I mean, internet leaks. I mean, we're getting stills, random stills of Spider-Man No Way Home every day waiting for the trailer. But back then, we were only getting, like, stills of the costume. And I was going, like, oh, the costume looks okay for a modern translation. But then I'm watching, I'm like, I don't care about the costume. This guy is a solid dude and like he's awkward with women and of course he's after a british bombshell that's out of his league uh, I, I, everything was screaming like of course i am cap i don't think i guys i'm not psychotic i don't think i really am captain america but i how i fell for superman i started falling for cap and i'm as the justice league would say if uh, the dceu was as successful I, i'm all in man like it had to be my choice winter soldier was this close I would even argue Civil War has some merit. It's probably the best trilogy in the MCU, and it all kicks off with this movie. I and I argue with that. Podcast. Send it all over to Micah now. I cannot argue with that statement that it is probably yeah. the best trilogy. I, I got to stand mm-hmm. by that. Oh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> 
You gonna defend Dark World? <laughs> no, I was just, <laughs> I was just giving you a hard time. But honestly, Will, I thought you were going. I thought you were gonna go with Civil War just to see what Jordan's uh, Golly. gonna be. <laughs> I, I probably want to just stop I, recording. I, I, I was this close to changing my list and putting Age of Ultron there, just to just, just to, to be like the main defender. As he but as I'll, he like literally teed it up, he's like, "We've been talking about it this whole movie," like, and then he like completely left turns. I'm like, "Time out. We didn't talk about Winnie the Pooh. Like, where did that come from? That was completely out of here." So, oh man! All right, Micah, where are you at with your number one? Am I supposed to dazzle you again? Absolutely, um, always. You will always have to dazzle me. Yes. So, I didn't even question what my number one was when we picked the picked our top five. Um, in fact, I wrote that down first. But uh, I thought it was interesting that Will picked Avengers Endgame, and I think Will what was yours number three for that. Yeah. yeah. So I actually picked Avengers Infinity War. For my number one shocker i saw and that the, one and, coming and the reason i picked that again a great yeah. film score but like alan sylvester did that and he did endgame like i think he did all four actually but like the scores uh, that he El- wrote, elfman did two elfman did uh, age ultron but go go ahead go ahead. he did three out of four yeah but still iconic iconic though go anyway ahead. the film score specifically for infinity war and endgame were just incredible right so like mm. but i think the reason you know, and I, we've talked in separate podcasts about this, but like the reason that I like Avenge Seven or Avenge Sevenfold, that's my one of my favorite rock bands. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War is that um, uh, you are fulfilling my dream and combining Fast and the Furious and Avengers, and I was going to lose my gut. language. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, we're losing this podcast quickly. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Avengers Infinity War is one of my favorites because, like, I remember in high school having a history teacher ask a question to our class, and he was like, can you recall a movie where evil wins in the end? And, like, I remember going home on that Friday and then, like, thinking about it all weekend and coming back on Monday. And on Monday, I told my teacher, I was like, the Empire Strikes Back. And if, if you would ask me what my favorite Star Wars film is, and this is nothing to do with Star Wars, but, like, Empire Strikes Back for me is my go-to Star Wars movie. I think it's the best Star Wars movie that has ever been made. For me, I feel like Avengers Infinity War does that. I feel like that, you know, Thanos went out and he accomplished what he was trying to do and he wins in the end. Granted, we know what's going to happen. We know that there's another Avengers movie coming, but like if they stop the story there, like, you know, what do he say? He's going to rest on a grateful universe because he wiped out half of, you know, and it's it's back to the whole Anakin Skywalker story about like was he right or you know was you know who was right who was right who was wrong who was wrong and like but for me Avengers Infinity War just like all the you know the tag teaming of um, the different groupings of superheroes and the battle on Wakanda like I thought that when Thor shows up on Wakanda I just lost it and every time every time I see that I'm just it's incredible and he says bring me Thanos so like. And then, like, uh, who mentioned Guardians? Was it Chick? Yeah. 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 So, like, one of my favorite lines in Infinity War, and then I'll pass it over to Chick, um, was <laughs> when Thor meets the Guardians for the first time. And Chris Pratt, or Star-Lord, is intimidated by the fact that Thor is so muscular. And he's like, I'm going to buy a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. And, like, so <laughs> when you talk about in the first Guardians, how he, like, he looks ripped and he's like, well, if Chris Pratt can do this, nobody can. So, like... <laughs> There's just so many good moments in that movie, feel good, you know, moments, you know, from Thor getting the axe to, um, 
these superheroes being paired up for the first time and meeting each other. And, you know, why is Gamora? Uh, there's just yes. so many good things. It's like, <laughs> That's what I thought uh, you were first gonna, originally going to go is that that line is the, <laughs> the Bautista. I have one for you. Why is Gamora? <laughs> yes, why is Gamora? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it was Avengers Infinity War. Um, Chick, you had mentioned not... Uh, Again, it was fair that you're going to be the last one to um, pick, you know, name your pick in our in our roundtable. What do you feel about being the last number one? Yeah, that that makes me actually uh, is pretty is there, comforting. Is there more pressure or less pressure knowing that like everybody's got their picks out there? Or nope, no one's picked mine yet, so I'm cool mm. with it. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought that you had much night. crossover uh, if, uh, as you were worried about, but not much crossover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, no, Dark Knight was in my uh, honorable mentions. Um, the crossover between all of us, I think the Dark Knight was like the... That was, that was the yeah. one big crossover mm-hmm. that a few of us chose. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing I, li- I like about Infinity War was um, got a little P- Peter Dinklage a- um, action in it too, so that's cool. That was... And just Red Skull coming back too, and like, okay, some more, yeah. more antidote, and then I'll, finally we'll get it to Chick because we, or I think we're prolonging because we don't want to, we don't want this to end, similar to the Avengers movies. Yeah. But anyway, uh, when I run, sometimes I'll have, uh, I have Forge playing the what the song that's playing like when he's uh, making the hammer, and then like the, the moment where he's like, "Bring me Thanos!" Like uh, if if I'm in a park or something, or like I don't think anyone's watching and I'm running, I kind of reenact the <laughs> jump or. Uh, yes. <laughs> I really want to like start scouring the internet to see if there's some like like uh the next door uh camera apps and things like that to see if someone's been catching you and being like look at this guy just <laughs> jumping in the look park. Look at this idiot doing these jumps I on his that, And then also when Cap gets Thor's hammer, like I'm I'm I'm, sh- I'm shaking my hand like this and then like I do like a a, a large gallop. <laughs> I'm I'm not even kidding you. But Chick, we, I, I think we warmed All it up right. for you. Yeah. yeah so okay. Last. Yeah, man. I don't know about the best, but it's the last. Okay, so um, you pay attention to my number three. You remember how much I love Zack Snyder. Okay, um, this movie is just just how um, exactly how Jordan said with Ted Mosby and Star Wars. This is my Ted Mosby to my Star Wars, my ultimate comfort movie, and that is it's gonna be controversial because every time I talk to some people about this, they always disagree with me. But I don't care. This is my time to talk, and everyone else can. Just shut up. My favorite superhero movie of all time is Batman vs. Superman, and y'all can deal with it, all right? Anyways, that this is my favorite superhero movie of all time. And, um, and if you, literally, I'll, I'll show you guys after this, but I have on my iPhone's notes app, I have, uh, I've written this over during the course of time, all the reasons pointed out in my notes app on why I love this movie. Um, and so when I, when I say I have a Is your a mom's point, name Martha? <laughs> no, my mom's name is Joy, but yeah. Interesting, <laughs> um, but I, I'm not, I'm not lying when I say I have a, a PowerPoint presentation ready to to tell people why I love this movie because I have that written out and I'm always ready. You to. have Anyways. a PowerPoint presentation as to why <laughs> Dawn of Justice is your base, your best and favorite movie. A PowerPoint yeah. okay. presentation. Uh, wow. Well, I will keep. I will keep this brief. Okay. Um, the number one reason why is because it's based off of my favorite comic book of all time, which is Dark Knight Returns um, by Frank Miller, fully goaded. Um, and there are so many great references 
and not all direct. Zack Snyder snuck some good ones in um, subtly also. There are so many great references to Dark Knight Returns um, in uh, Batman vs. Superman. And um, I love it. I love all of it. And then also um, uh, Hans Zimmer's score is also my opinion. This is, I don't know, controversial. Um, but I think that's the um, best superhero movie score of all time is this nope, score he did. Not even close. Oh. Okay, well, what? I, this is my turn to talk. Mike, stop it. I, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. The, are you saying that's the best film score ever? No, superhero movies score. Not, not ever. Yeah, superhero movie. Yeah. I, I still don't agree with that. Okay, I mean, my I think the best uh, film score of all time was Howard Shore in Lord of the Rings. But anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. but anyways, the score the score sticks with me. Um, there's so many great um, uh, moments with the score, and um, it was so good that they they used it in other movies too. Like I remember when um, the How uh, Howard Shore. Geez, now I'm on Lord of the Rings. I remember when some of this uh, from the stuff from. Um, Hans Zimmer and this popped up in like One Woman '84. Um, I freaked out about that. Um, but yeah, the um, the score is perfect. Um, I love it, and all the DKR references. Um, and um, yeah, I can just watch this movie every day, and it never grows old for me. So film score is better than the movie. Why is on my running playlist. I love the it so much. Sorry, I was score doing is better things, than but... the movie. Oh my god! I didn't know that you got uh, that that. Criticizing each other's picks was part of this. Podcast. Yeah, that was, this thing would Listen, be another hour I'm if we were allowed to do that. Batman fans and Superman fans out there, but I don't. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, and I with love that score. Micah, I am used to it. I am used to getting that same exact reaction, man. With that, I it's my favorite superhero movie ever. With that, we're gonna go ahead. I can't wait to. Oh, okay, we're gonna George end it. I'm I'm cutting this one off because it's just gonna go on for another hour. Um, this oh, has been a lot of fun. You know, this this is one of the cool things about running a podcast is you get to have roundtables. You get to have a, a group of guys that are so passionate about their films. Um, we just get to have a lot of fun. We uh, There's been a lot of uh, visual jokes that have happened. Um, there's a lot of us laughing at, at different uh, things that were said and, and some of the conversations on the side as it's been going on. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for, for doing our first round talk. Uh, we're going to do another round table uh round talk here uh in a few weeks uh maybe in a month or two um but i i really liked how this one went it was a lot of fun if you are a listener uh we thank you so much for supporting us we are now on tiktok and we are a lot more active on our instagram we've got over 100 followers on our facebook and so what we want to see is we want to just see this continue to grow we want to pour out more content um, and pour more uh, of ourselves into this. Uh, we've had a lot of fun this year so far. Uh, and so what we would love from you is for you to just go ahead and like this, follow it, share it. Make sure that your friends hear about it. If you know someone who likes nerdy stuff, like we would love for them to, to hear about this. And we just keep pushing out content. Um, we're looking at trying to get some some uh, famous people on here. We're trying to see if we can get some like semi-famous people from TV shows. Uh, we're just trying to figure things out. And so we would very much encourage you to just like and share as much as you can with us. And we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>